You're listening to Out of Bounds with Dota. Lose your eye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this late night edition of Out of Bounds, or I guess you could say early morning. It's after midnight, uh, had a couple weeks off, and uh, Mark and I have been chomping at the bit to get up here and start talking because we've had a lot of stuff going through our head, a lot of stuff to get off our chests. We've been busy, but uh, my eyes are burning, but I'm here. (laughs) I think we've been uh, getting our fix on Twitter. I've been tweeting a lot more than I usually do uh, because we've been away from the podcast, and it's like i got to get my thoughts out there. I need somebody to hear them, and we've been been in some – Long, all oh, yeah. like hours long debates. Opening up a thread on Twitter is the fucking most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> then you got you got you got conversation, and then you got likes, and then likes. You got, we got one guy in our thread that likes everything. I ain't gonna say his name. I don't want to call him out, but he'll like if I just say hi, he'll <laughs> like it. And then you got to go up and scroll and and see all the likes first before you see the next comment. I don't know, but it's fun, I guess. You know. You're talking to people that you don't talk to, uh, you know, on a daily basis. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. It, you know, for for other fans or other listeners, I mean, that's where we are. We're on Twitter. When we're away from the show, we are on Twitter and we engage and we debate there too. Um, a lot of you like to call me out on my on my hot takes from the show. You call me out on Twitter, which is cool because right. that that that's where we have access to. Uh, Mark, happy happy birthday. Happy Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you, and happy birthday to you, too. That's weird to say, huh? It is weird. It's you weird don't... to say right back. It, it, right. We share just... the same birthday, Thanks. everyone. Same to you, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 weird. A lot, a lot of people who know us know we share a birthday. Actually, I'm sure there are quite a few that don't know that. But mm-hmm. um, So I share my birthday with you. Uh, my wife's best friend also has the same birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's birthday is a day before day mine. Day before, yeah. And then because the timing of our birthdays, anytime it's on a weekend, it is most likely Mother's Day weekend. So it was just a weekend of celebration all around. I don't mind it. I don't mind sharing a birthday. We lost a little steam, <laughs> being that it was on Mother's Day. You know, but we love we love the mothers out there, all the mothers out there. Yeah, they make the world go round, man. Yeah, without uh, them, we're nobodies. Right, without mothers, we wouldn't have birthdays. <laughs> So and they always make our birthdays great, and I'm sure you had the greatest birthdays ever because we've already established yeah. your childhood. <laughs> you want to talk about it again? <laughs> no, I'm already seeing a therapist about it. Okay, um, let's let's dive right into the NBA Finals. First, I want to say we're gonna we're gonna touch on a lot of things on the show. We are talking Pistons, we're talking Tigers, we are talking uh, Conference Finals. Talk a little bit about the NBA draft, um, baseball. And Michael Jordan, because we always find a way to talk about him. Mm. Uh, but let's let's start with the conference finals because um, I, I want to start by saying this has been one of the best NBA playoffs I've seen in a while. And you know I've been watching basketball a long time. Everything about it since the first round, the intensity, uh, it really feels like old school basketball. Mm. Um, you know, the, the the great basketball, which was like the '90s. It was the hard hitting it was energy it was intensity mm-hmm. uh like every possession mattered kind of got you know like you know that but mm-hmm. teams don't always play that way uh, let's start with the Cavs and Celtics because the Cavs have dug an 0-2 hole um and they're going back to Cleveland down two games in this series um first off tell everybody let's go through our picks because mm-hmm. I want everybody to know where we are we're not changing it because you know there, there are a couple games in um you were going with this with, with the Cavs in this. Um, I I said this earlier in one of our conversations on our thread. It's like a home court series where the first two are taken by Boston. I believe the next two are taken by Cleveland. I think it's going to be two uh, two two going back to the TD Garden, and then we'll see what Game Five is about. We'll see where where everybody stands after the uh, Game Four. Um, but you know Boston's eight zero at the TD Garden. In these playoffs, incredible, and uh, their record shows that they've never lost, um, leading two zero in a series. The Boston Celtics franchise has never lost a playoff series up two zero. Wow! So that's you know a lot of pressure on the King. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I just don't see 
LeBron not going yet. I just can't see it, man. It's just I can't see it. I so just you, can't see it. So you just see this as Boston took care of business at home, and yeah. they did what they're supposed and to Cleveland do. Cleveland will take care of business, and you think at home they'll win? You think they'll win both at home? I think so. You know, um, I've been wrong before. Yeah, not and, a lot, but I've been wrong before. Um, I picked the Celtics in this series. Um, I picked them long before it got to you this. You did, and I give you credit for that. Series, um, even you know, after the injuries, you. Picked I, you them. know, I, it's interesting. I, you know, I want to start by saying I was wrong about the Celtics mm-hmm. when we did this show months ago, and Gordon Hayward went down. I was, I was so pissed as an NBA fan because I felt we were going to be deprived of that Celtics Cavs. Uh, debacle all season that they're going to go at it and they're going to go hard and they're going to compete and I felt like what what that injury did for the Cavs was it, I even said it it's like that easy pass on the Cavs caravan that LeBron's just going to his eighth straight finals mm-hmm. um, and they've surprised the hell out of everybody um, they're not surprising me in the playoffs anymore I mean I, the, the time for surprises is is is, is gone well, like you, you can't be surprised about what they're doing you might anymore. have been wrong earlier but you're right now when everybody's caught off guard because everybody had them not going anywhere with these two injuries. Well, no way. it's, it's no it, way. Nobody had them this far. No way. You stuck with it. And, uh, they're in the East finals right now. Well, and they're and up two Oh, and I wasn't, I wasn't sticking with it just because I made that pick. Cause I'm not afraid to say, Hey, I see something different here. Or right. Something's changed. I don't care. I don't necessarily care about, you know, being right on the pick. It's more about what I see and why I make that decision. And if something changes, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, adjust my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing out of the Celtics is, first of all, in this series, look, LeBron James is the best player on the court. There's no doubt about that. There, Absolutely. Like, nobody comes close to to how great he is on the basketball court, and he's showing that. 42-point, triple-double, all that stuff. Um, but, like, name the next five best players in this series. They're all Celtics. Oh, Love. Love is probably the second best player talent-wise. He's, no, I'm just saying how you know, they are playing in this in, in these this playoffs series, and yeah, in this well, series. Boston's up 2-0. So. Yeah, the next five guys. And, and uh, last time I checked, the math, math checks out. Five five versus one is just – it's over. I, the Cavs, I feel like, are being overwhelmed. And the, here's why I think um, this series is over already. I thought it would go seven games. I don't think it's going to go seven games. I might not even get there. I might not even go six games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like the Cavs are overwhelmed by the Celtics' energy, their intensity. They are going after 50-50 balls. And, you know, the guys were even mentioning it on the broadcast tonight. It's like a lot of the Cavs, you see them rolling their eyes and just kind of like annoyed with what's going on and calls or whatever. And Caught standing still. Yeah, I mean, these Caught games looking. these games really come down to those 50-50 balls. It's not just about whether you get that possession. It's the energy. It's the momentum. It's getting that, and then the guy hits a three or gets a, a breakaway layup. Uh, and those kinds of things that just they're playing with at, at an all-time high in confidence. I mean, these guys are not backing down. They're playing LeBron tough. Like, listen. LeBron manhandles anybody that's going to guard him. Oh, he's a man amongst boys. The, the, the Celtics, the Celtics have nobody to, to stop him, but they don't back down. They still go at they it. They still go at it. They still go at it. And that and that's what I love about the intensity of this series with this young team in, in the Celtics. The, the difference so far is that, you know, you've seen Rozier not show up in the first half, mm-hmm. and then he shows up. Um, you see... Horford, okay first half, make some big plays in the second half. You got guys that step up, show up when you need them, right? Yeah. They're all spread out as far as like um, productivity. You got Horford 15, Brown had 23, Rozier finished with 18. Morris had 12. He probably could have had more, but he was playing, trying to play defense. Right. Um, Tatum had a slow game. He had 11. You know, that's not a lot, but they're still contributing all double digits. Multiple guys in double digits. Yeah. And that's the difference. You got no one on Cleveland willing to step up. Nobody other than Love. I mean, yeah, Love had 20-some points, hit some big shots. But the, all, like I said earlier, everybody is just, is, is just standing out there staring. Where is Hill? 
Where is Green? Where these? Listen, everybody can talk about that LeBron doesn't have help. He's got fucking help. They're just not doing their part. They're not showing up. They're not showing up, man. I don't know what it is. I think it's. I think a lot of it has to do with LeBron. Yeah, I think so too. I just. I. I just. It feels like they're checked out. And it felt that way down the stretch. It feels like they're just move, like they're, like nobody's they're, they're getting away from him. Like they're trying to stay away from him. Like nobody and just stick in one spot and see if he'll pass it to you. Which is an amazing passer. And if you move, he'll give it to you. Sure. You know. Sure. He'll, he'll, he's very unselfish on the court. But I don't know what it is, man. I, he's got talent around him. I, no one. I, I hate hearing that he's got nobody. I hate it. I fucking hate it. You're telling me. Uh, Michael Jordan had with Dickie Simpkins and fucking Cartwright and Longley <laughs> and Judd Bushler and Wellington or Wennington. I call him Steak, Wellington Pub. Steakhouse. <laughs> I mean, give me a fucking break. Jordan would destroy these Boston Celtics. Well, they would. He would. He would adjust. I know all these players on the Celtics are scrappers and, right. and they all feed off each other. They kind of got a bad Jordan, boys feel to them. Michael right now. Jordan would absolutely destroy. The Celtics team, they like, and then everybody else that would contribute. Yeah. So I, that's the problem. LeBron's doing his thing. He's got to put up forty-two, twelve, and ten. Um, Love is hit or miss. Right. It's, he, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Love is on and off because he's the second guy. Without Kyrie there, I'm thinking he should probably average thirty points a game. You would think he's not doing it. You know, I'm I'm losing a lot of respect for. Minnesota Kevin Love. Like, where is that guy? That's, that's long gone. That it's not, guy. It's a three-point. He, he, he loves that shot too much. But, and that, he's deadly. But he's, he still he's, hit he's, it. He still hit it when he was in, in Minnesota. He was just – he just had a different energy to him. And I get it. When you go – and we, we've talked about this with other players. When you go from being the guy to the second option or the third option, it's an adjustment. And some guys don't do well with that. Now, you can't tell me going to do that with LeBron – can't help because he is a very unselfish superstar. Absolutely. So, so if anything, you would think a Kevin Love would actually benefit. Yeah. From it. I just and don't I, think he's mentally there. I don't I, know I what don't is know. going on. Something's going but on. I am that like we don't know about. I, he is a shell of himself. Yes. He is a shell of Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Kevin Love. To your point about uh, Tatum having probably the the slower night, but here here was the difference. And he made some plays though when he needed to. But he what I think I'm pretty sure there was a run. In in game two, when he may have only had eleven points, but I think he scored nine straight, and that that's the difference. Like Kevin Love goes for twenty two and fifteen, but it was a quiet twenty two and fifteen. Bron goes for forty two and a triple double. It feels like a quiet forty two. You know what I not mean? In the you first know what half I'm saying? Not, well, had, not in the first he half. Twenty two in the first. Uh, uh, Twenty one in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, and they were only up five. Right. So well, that's, that's, that's that's my point. That's no one's trouble. contributing. You gotta no him. nobody else. But yeah. I'm just saying though, it's like you know when 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 Kobe hit you for 42, like you felt it. Oh, he, he killed you. Like you, you just you felt you it. Felt there was it. You, yeah. you, you get what I'm saying though. Like LeBron does it, and it's like it's a quiet 42. And you're like, oh shit, he had 42 by the end of the game. When, when it, but when Kobe was doing it, it yeah. was it was so intimidating. The way he was doing That's it. That's why I'm saying Michael Jordan would yeah, absolutely and, eat this and, fucking and Boston I, Celtics and I'm team. A, eat I'm, I'm agreeing with you just from from that standpoint of of how aggressive. And even though he would LeBron be in that. had a great game, uh, to, not to take anything away from his game, triple double. Yeah, triple double's the thing now. Um, he, but he had 42, right? Yeah, on 29 shots. But on the, in the second half, there was a lot of a lot of shots that he should have made. A lot of plays, a lot of turn. He made a, a few. Maybe it was after his neck injury, or that well, people he, he, thought he had a concussion. He, he was came back and he, he turned the ball over. It was like ridiculous. Well, he turnover. had six. He had six turnovers. So he, he checks out. There's there's moments, even though he had a great game, and it's weird. And that's why it's quiet. It's because he he'll find the time to to check out. I don't know if it's on defense. Well, I don't it's know. definitely I don't know. on defense. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because he's seeing everybody around him not giving a shit. Um, Green, I think it was that Tatum drove, or no, it was Marcus Smart, drove the lane, and Green's just looking at him. Just looking yeah. at him, make it late in. Like, I know the defense is weak in the playoffs, but this is, I mean, in the NBA, this is the playoffs, man. I mean, 
You can't take plays you, off. You can't at all. Can't you can't, can't. Do it. And and all you need is like you know Thompson, which should start every game. I don't understand why he doesn't. They they had a pretty good first half with him starting the game, but he's got to give you ten and ten. Ten and ten. That's not asking a lot. No, not out of him. That's it. Just give me ten and ten, Thompson. The and everybody else. I, I mean, I can go off. You know, with Hood, and that. I mean, what happened with Hood? Uh, where Lou tried to check him in towards yeah. garbage time, and him complaining about it. There's another bad sign. Well, there's there's not you know a great chemistry going on there. I think that comes from the top down. I've said it before. Um, at at this level, I don't care who you are. You lead by example. All right. When when your superstar player, when LeBron James doesn't play defense, your guys aren't going to be. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. your guy's not going after it, okay, he gets his highlight block, a meaningless block you know, uh, on yeah, Rozier. Yeah, it was over. You know, it, over. Um, which questionable goaltend? But he gets like he gets those plays, and those are the highlight plays. So so the the LeBron super fans are saying, hey, yeah, what are you talking about? He does play defense. You had you had ESPN was it the ESPN writer who wrote an article about how LeBron has mastered um, you know how to manage his time and and take breaks during the game. It's called not playing defense. It's not taking right. breaks. Why yeah. are we celebrating this? Yeah, he's a superstar. He wants to log minutes. You want to log minutes and pad stats. This is this you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. You see LeBron in spurts. He gets gassed. You see some of the shots he takes. He is gassed. He's playing a lot of minutes. If you need a break, you sit on the bench because you're not helping your team. His plus minus right now is 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 insane. Their defense, through two games, their defense can't keep him with a lead. It doesn't at matter at all, at all. And I swear, I was thinking about this. I didn't tweet it. I didn't send it out. I got no proof of it. But I swear, I was thinking about this while watching the game, while Cleveland was up, all of the first half, and then the beginning of the most of the third quarter, mm-hmm. they were up, and I backed off on saying. I just feel like Boston, if they go on one run, they didn't have one run till the end of the third, yeah. and that's when they took over. And I said, if they go in one run, this is a 10, 15-point win. And yeah. I just felt like it wasn't going to happen. I just It felt like, because LeBron was playing well, I felt like well, they were going to take the game. And then it happened. <laughs> and then it happened. I'm like, wow. I just felt that. I felt yeah. like, even though Cleveland was up most of the game, it still felt like they were about to just lose. Well, it felt like I mean that that was the case. We talked about this uh, during the Pacers series. No lead was safe. I mean, they took it to seven games, and anything happens in Game Seven. But no lead was safe for the Cavs. They'd go up fifteen, they'd go up twenty, and the Pacers would, horrible, would find a way. They just kept defense. chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Um, you, you could check the 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 tweets we talked about. We, I asked you guys to call the game, Game Two. Mm-hmm. I said LeBron would go for forty plus. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if I said triple double or not. Mm-hmm. I may have thrown that in there too, but in a losing effort, just and a lot of it has to do with just I don't trust his supporting cast. Um, you know, on the Cavs side, you've got a superstar player. On the Celtics side, you've got a superstar coach. And Brad Stevens, this is the one thing that I that I was talking about um, in in a couple tweets. The way that the Celtics are rotating, it, like this, blew me away in Game One. The way they were rotating. On everything, it was like it's what caught the Cavs off guard. Because sure, teams switch and they rotate and they move, but these guys didn't miss a beat. They were almost getting to the spot faster than they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. So the Cavs were just caught off guard because they never got a rhythm. They never got anything going. LeBron couldn't get going. He had 15 in that game, and it's it, to me it was like Brad Stevens came out and said, "Okay, I think everybody thinks we're just going to let LeBron get his 40 mm-hmm. and stop everybody else." And then he pulled out his ace in the hole and said, we are going to go at this hard. We're going to catch him off rhythm. We're going to win game one, so we give ourselves, we make sure we maintain home court, and then who know, you know, whatever the next game plan is. And the scheming he's doing, the way that they are botting him. I mean, Al Horford is manhandling Kevin Love. Yeah. Absolutely manhandling he's him. He's been awesome these playoffs. Awesome. And, and, you know, he's a guy that, he plays the perimeter. He can play inside. He's he's a scrappy defender. His game is not sexy, but God damn it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is so tenacious. Uh, he's not going to do an amazing dunk reverse, or he's not going to you know, do amazing plays on offense, but it's just his energy. 
Yeah. And that fits that Boston team so it's well. That fire. It's through the roof. The, the grit. I mean, he made some awesome plays at the end. And then him stepping up um, when J.R. Smith and uh, when they got into it. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it. Yeah, the, the bad foul. Oh, the on bad Horford, foul on yeah. Horford. That was just horrible. Flagrant. And that's just out of frustration because you suck. I suck, so I'm going to push this guy. And maybe um, they can be shorthanded some more. And, and, <laughs> and I, love, uh, I love how smart stepped in, you know. So, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I just. I feel Celt- like it's hard to root against. I feel like it's hard to root against the Celtics because because you respect the shit out of them. I feel like you're you know? talking yourself into picking the Celtics. I just I, <laughs> in my crystal ball, I just can't see LeBron not. What going. do you see? All right, so let's talk. Just this. Can't see it, man. I don't know. Let's predict the rest of the series. What needs to change, or what do you see in the in the well, obviously in the next at least four games. You'll uh, see a totally different Cavs team in the next two games. You'll see more contribution from all the guys that should be contri- contributing. You'll see that. They'll take game three, um, and then they'll take game four. And I think game four will be a lot closer than game three. Um, but I, I, I'm saying 2-2 going back to the TD. So Where do the, where do the Cavs win the game? Like Where do you see them winning this in matchup? In seven, barely. What part? But what part? But what part of that? I don't know. Like what part I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I, I don't know. I. I it's, like I said, it's hard to root against the Celtics, and it's all about LeBron. He's the best player in this series, and that's who I'm going with. If I have to pick, if I got, you know, my heart tells me I want Celtics, but my gut's saying LeBron's taking it somehow. I just he's I, been down before, you know. He's been down before. He's been shorthanded before. He's been by himself before. Yeah, it's his 15th season, but he's still, he's still raking, killing it. He's he he is playing amazing. It's just not, it's just not winning basketball. I know. Yeah, you know, um, for him to be effective, he needs a high usage rate, and he just needs a little bit out of these guys, man. He's not getting anything, anything. <laughs> he needs a little bit, and they'll win. I I just don't see it happening. I I think this this. This series is over. These right. guys are like over. not even on the roster. It's already over. I just uh, I, these I, these Hill and Green. Green's a good player. Something's going on, man. Green is a phenomenal player, and he is like not even on the roster. You like forget he's on the team. Yeah, he just uh, that's I mean, that's they just shown up. that's mind boggling. They me. haven't shown up, but how how professional athletes can't can't get up? Where's Calderon, the veteran? Well, their 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 best point guard is the Roomba, as SNL pointed out. <laughs> the Roomba. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, All right, we got to get off this. He was this, he was their best. Let's go best to the point next guard. But yeah, like 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 Johnny said in our text thread, uh, another another lineup change. Ty, yeah, Ty Lue yeah. has to figure out. He's a joke. All right, let's let's move over to the Western Conference because uh, unlike this series in in the East, the West has all the star power. It's got all the sex appeal. It's got everything you want. It's got what three MVP caliber players um, in that mm-hmm. series alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three MVP titles already yeah. uh, on on that all on one team. Um, so the Warriors came in and s- smacked the Rockets in the mouth again. You've got another superstar with a forty plus point performance and can't get the win. A much different dynamic mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've got the Warriors in this series. You've got the Rockets. What is this opposite today? Man, <laughs> I I would have if I was a betting man. If I was a betting man, and this is crazy, but being that Rockets have been preparing for this series all year, they've been preparing for Golden State mm-hmm. all year long. That's all they've been talking about. That's all they wanted. And having the first, the home court uh, advantage, game one, coming fresh, everybody's fresh, ready to go. I I would have put money on if I was a betting man. I'm not a betting man. I don't bet. I would have put money on that the Rockets would take game one, and they didn't. And that's scary. I mean, you are set from the very beginning of the season, working hard, making every kind of game plan happen, in order to get face these guys finally, you are, you're there. And I don't know, Harden, I mean, 
working like really, really hard to get his shots, and and, and he 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 had some, he had a good game. Um, Paul had a good game. Ariza was in foul trouble. That hurt him a little bit because, really, I mean, yeah. is he the only one that can guard Durant? Nobody can no. fucking guard Durant. Nobody can guard. Durant. Nobody can fucking guard Durant. But is there anybody on the roster that has a chance? Maybe Ariza. Um, not. I'm not saying that's the reason why Durant had a great game because Durant's going to have a great game. He's fucking. He's a pure assassin. Kills you. Just murders you. I've never like. You know. Yeah. Like you said, LeBron, 42 points, but they were quiet. Yeah. Durant, 42. Your heart's hurting if yeah. you're if you're you rooting, it. you know, against them. Um. That's that's what Durant does for you. You're not going to stop him. But Clay had a bad game. <laughs> And he still pulled twenty some points. Yeah, 20, he had a yeah. bad shooting game, and he's still hitting over twenty points. Right, that's uncalled for. I mean, you can't have that happen. I seen Curry had a lot of just easy layups, not a lot of yeah. threes. He wasn't getting off on the three point line. He had some, of course, he's going to hit some, but a lot of easy layups, lack of defense. Uh, is it is it um, why they're going small? I'm always wondering why McGee's not in there. Yeah, that, that I'm always wondering, and I'm starting to figure it out because <laughs> because Capella has to go out in the perimeter. Yeah, right. So yep. that defeats his, his game, right? And that's what's working. Capella's not there. He's not there. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's tough. I just I don't think it's going to be a sweep. No, well, I, in, I still in, got the Rockets. In fairness, before before the series started, you said Rockets in seven. Yeah, and right? I, I'm still sticking with that. Um. You know, it's call me crazy. <laughs> You're nuts. Um, you know, I always say life has a a way of always showing you, smacking you in the face, and showing you where you belong, where you are in the pecking order, where you are in the hierarchy, whatever it is you do in your family, in your career, whatever it is that you do. In this case, the NBA playoffs and the Western Conference. Um, I have not bought into the Rockets all year long. Um, I have not called them the Raptors of the Western Conference until the past day or two um, because they are a charade. Now, they have put on an impressive performance offensively. Mike D'Antoni is just incredible of coach. He is he schemes an offense like no other. It, it is, it, it's, it's amazing to watch. Um, but you cannot fake defense. And as cliche as it may sound, Defense wins you ball games. It wins you championships, especially in the playoffs. So you can't fake it. It has to be part of your DNA, and that's that's the difference here. And I've said it time and time again. It, it is unfair how good the Warriors are offensively and how good they are defensively. Both teams are a one and two offense and defense in the playoffs. Both of them. It's just one is a faker, and the other one is is the real deal. Yeah. Um, you know, the the idea that the Warriors are allowing Harden to do what he does, right? And, and he has to work really hard to score 42 points because they weren't just letting him shoot threes. They were forcing him off the three-point line and, and almost like letting him take those layups almost to just gas him even more. So that, because you know what, what Golden State's doing is they're just running up the court and, they're jacking up a three on the other end, yeah. so it didn't matter as as how whatever run they started with, whatever lead they would build up. You know, Golden State comes down and Kevin Durant just jacks a three and hits in your face, and, and it's just whatever play you made on the other end gets diminished by what the Warriors come and do right back on the next possession. Yeah. Kevin Durant, like I am getting so mad at Kevin Durant because he's so great. It, like he hasn't been this guy. His entire career, he hasn't been this guy to say, move out the fucking way and give me the ball. Because he had Westbrook. And he did that. All right? So I'm like, I'm mad at him because I feel like this could have been his career for the last nine, ten years, whatever, however long it's been. It's driving me nuts because he, like, I feel like you owe it to the world. When you're really great at something, you owe it to the world to be great at that thing. And that's what he shows in this game. He showed it in the finals last well, year. He, he shows elevates. It when it counts. It shows, he, he, he elevates shows. his game yeah. when it when it yeah. really matters. And game one for them, I think, was, you know, just I, the Warriors. I, they're going to win on the road. Home court doesn't matter to a team that, 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 that that's 
that team is so great. It doesn't matter if they're playing at home or on the road. Yeah, if that game is in Golden State, they probably blow them out by 30. But it is a scary sight when the Rockets play so great. They played hard. They played a really good game. And it looked like yeah. they they didn't look yeah, anywhere man. close to being the same caliber of a team. All year round, D'Antoni's had a isolation type of offense. Yeah. ISO Harden, ISO Chris Paul. And it's got him it's got them to here, right? Yeah. And then they asked they asked Antoni in one of the press conference, um, would he would be willing to change it up a little bit? He's like, No, absolutely not. We've been doing this all year. And that's what scares me. Yeah. A great coach will have to make adjustments during the playoffs at some point. You will be facing adversity at some point during your playoff run in order to win a championship. If he's going to make this series go back uh, to Houston, or no, I'm sorry, if he's going to make it a series, if he's going to try to make it a series yeah. again, he's not only down one, 1-0. So if they tie the series, um, then they're back in it. But he's got to make adjustments. He's got to change that that idea that he's had all season. And it's worked till now. Golden State Warrior team is a different animal. And it, you did all you could do in game one. You had a, you had some, you know, Harden did his thing. Paul did his thing. Um, maybe they could have had a couple of, some other guys contributing, like Gordon. He's been just... I don't, know where, I don't know where the fuck he is. He's lost. Um, but, but this isolations is going to affect the guys that are spotting up like a Gordon. Um, not moving a ball quite well. You see how Golden State moves the ball. Yeah. Everybody's involved. Everybody's yeah. fucking involved. you got to change it up. I'm not saying you got to be Golden State, but you got to figure something else out because whatever you did all year right. is not going to work now. Well, if you I, want to beat them. And I think to, to your point about the the offense and, and a lot of the ISO, the difference is like Kevin Durant was, was coming up, bringing the ball up, and then he was going right whether he was going to the block or, or the top of the key or just jacking up a three. The difference is the other guys are the other four guys are still moving. Yeah. Even if they know he's taking the shot, they are still moving because they know that if something breaks down, he can dish or, or whatever. But they are still moving. The difference with the Rockets is they all get caught and they're just watching. They're watching Chris Paul. They're watching James. Oh, they're Harden. in ISO mode, so they're they're they're, they're trying to get in their spots. And, and it's it, and, it's and, a difference. Yeah, they're watching. Um, I knew the Rockets lost the series when Coach Mike said before the playoffs started that if they didn't make it to the finals, the season wasn't lost. That to me told me everything yeah. I needed to know about this team, their mentality. They're not hungry enough. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not hungry enough. Um, good coaches, great coaches. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Good coaches make adjustments game to game mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Great coaches make it quarters, halves, maybe oh, yeah. maybe even possessions. Something one play. You're seeing can, it in can, Boston, and, and you see it in Boston, and you see it. You see it with the Warriors. They just you know, Steve Kerr coming out and starting Iggy in that yeah. game mm-hmm. throws everybody for a loop. You're like, oh shit! Yeah. Iguodala starting. He has he doesn't start all year, except for an injury. Go small. It's those kinds of things. Just he's throw, taking throw advantage of that wrench. big guy down low, trying to you know. Yeah, for sure. You know, and and I thought with New Orleans with Davis that he can shoot and he can be out there no problem. I thought it wouldn't work, but it did. It worked there. Yeah. It's working with Capella because his game is in the in the paint. That's it. Um, but even even Capella said, called out his coach a little bit, saying that I think we should make adjustments yeah. against this Warriors team. The ISO might not be a good thing. He said it, and and you got D'Antoni saying absolutely not. That's a little that's a red flag for me a little bit. Well, it's uh, again, it's got to be part of your DNA. And if it's not, you're not gonna find. You're not just gonna find it now. You know the the Warriors. You saw it coming. Um, you know they were taking the regular season lightly. Okay, Pistons. The, the the championship Pistons did this all the time. They would play a stretch where they would get down. They'd be twenty. They'd be down twenty at half, and you didn't you didn't worry. You weren't worried. You said they they're gonna get it together and they can win this game. Those kinds of things. That's what the Warriors were doing all year. And then the playoffs started. They looked like the best team in the playoffs. Since game one. Can I ask you something? Sure. <laughs> Where? Why did they acquire Joe Johnson? 
I I can't. Are they saving them for the finals that where they're not going to be ending up? (laughs) Like seriously, like is he hurt? I I never heard. I didn't hear he was hurt. I haven't seen anything. What the hell do you get? What would you get him for? Uh, I think. Wouldn't that make that roster a little bit better, a little bit deeper? Like like how um, what's his name that comes off the bench for Golden State West style type come off the bench give you a little bit. Well, I th- I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know where he is. Either they're they're seeing something, you know, whatever whatever they tried with him, either just not working, or I mean, Dan, he's already said he's not willing to make adjustments. Yeah. So, so there you go. Maybe that's it. Um, there you go. You run in isolation. Maybe he's just often. happy with his one number one seed but going you, to the playoffs. You, Maybe you that's, run, he's, he's satisfied with that. You run an ISO offense, and you have ISO Joe. Yeah. It, to me, it seems like he's the perfect fit. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you need a bucket down exactly. the stretch. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I He can give you something, man. Listen. Uh, the, the Better than Gordon. Gordon is lost. He's lost in space. I have no idea where they are. Fucking shot. Slingshot. I don't know how he shoots it. Shoots it from his stomach. It's fucking crazy to me. Listen. When he hits it, though, it's fucking nice. I've been saying this. Like, when. I'm swearing a lot. You you can't. You're sleep deprived. It's okay. You can't out Golden State, Golden State. Houston built a team to compete with Golden State. They want to shoot more threes. And they've, they've done a great job of shooting more threes and making more threes. But you also have to play defense at that level. You can't do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not working. You got to play it's defense not, against this it's team. It's not you working. Got, you got to disrupt one of the big three. But that's you got to disrupt one of the big three. Steph Curry is making easy layups. Clay's had a pretty poor shooting night. Still scored 24. And Durant had was Durant. One of the three you got to stop. You got to slow down, not stop. You can't stop. You got to slow down. The key to me is to disrupt Steph. Get him into because he can be a little sloppy sometimes with the ball. Yeah. Um, even though he's phenomenal with the ball, but I'm he can be a little bit you know turnover prone. Um, if you disrupt him a little bit, they need something like that. They need something like that. And uh, I don't think it matters. I don't it's think it matters. Be, it's t- I'm not, yeah, it's Steph t- could it's go. Tough. Steph could go for ten points, twelve points, and and it doesn't matter because of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has shown me everything I need to know about this series. You can't stop him. You can stop everybody else. He'll score fifty. Let Draymond shoot though. Don't to. even guard Draymond. Double team Steph. Yeah, but he's Draymond's the type of player that you leave him, him open and then he hits you for for fifteen points. And let and him. Those shoot are the guys that kill he you. He likes to shoot threes. He does like to shoot. But listen, this. This series is over. I thought it's not like, over, Dota. I'm, I'm mad about it's it. It's Not over. Listen, I'm mad about it because I want seven games out of this series. This is this is the one I've been looking forward to all year. This is the one I want. It's got the star power. It's got. I mean, it's got everything. The sex That's why appeal. I don't want it to be over too. Well, I don't want it. I to want be, this game to. I, I want don't this want series to, to go over. nine. <laughs> I wish it could. <laughs> like I wish they would reseed so this could have been the finals. Right. But the, like it, it's it's over. I mean, there is nothing. There is nothing Houston, barring barring an injury for the Warriors, there is nothing that the Rockets can do to stop them or slow them down enough to give themselves the edge. They will they're, win they're game two. Enough. They will win game two. Mark it down. Same thing about the Cavs. They will win game two. I don't think no, so. No, I had Boston winning this you game. Had Boston I had home one? teams winning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. You did say that. Uh, I don't yeah. see it. No. This is going to be uh, some of the guys. It has. Kind of, there has to be one one going. This over. is going to be. This has m- to be. This might be the the gentleman's sweep, uh, as all the guys have been calling a five game the five game sweep. Um, I just don't see it. I, I like you have to have a bad game out of KD. A bad. You need like a a, a double combination, a duplo. Uh, KD and Clay, or KD and Steph. I think you could have Clay and Steph have a bad game. You could do that. You can have, yeah. I'm, you could do I, that. No, no. KD has to be part of that equation. No. If KD has a bad game plus it. one of those other guys, no, you can't but stop. I'm KD. not saying you can. I can. He, I know I can't. Nobody can. I'm just saying. I'm saying he's no, like no. LeBron on the I'm, other well, side. I'm, I'm saying nobody can stop him. But if he has a bad game, if he just has a bad shooting game, but he looks locked in as ever to me, and and it just that spells doom, man. They're doomed. One one back to Oracle. Houston, we have a problem. One one back to Oracle. Uh, can we talk real quick about the NBA draft? 
I don't know. Do you really want to? It's a, it was a snooze fest. No, no. I keep saying sex appeal, but that's really what this is. No sex appeal in the top three draft picks. Yeah, because Suns, Kings, Hawks. <laughs> I want no. I want no part of that. I want no part of that. I'm happy for the Suns though. Well, They're whatever. their first. Okay, great. Their first one ever, I think. Okay, Booker. Yeah. Josh yeah. Jackson. Yeah, it might be you know sunny over there. Fill in the rest. <laughs> I just, just like no sex appeal. And did you get a chance to watch it? A little bit. It was such a fucking snooze fest. I, I'm not poorly. Into, I'm not into drag. I watched the first couple. Uh, like especially that, just picking, I can find that out in two well, seconds. But, but that's that's. But what even I'm when saying. they do pick the players, I watch the first five and then see you later. But it, it, it's just the, the production of it. Like, look. Yeah, I, you're I, looking at that because you're in the business. Well, not not just that though. I'm I'm saying entertainment value. Okay, there's a lot of interest in the NBA lottery draft, the draft lottery. There's interest there. There were teams that you know Celtics could have wound up with a two or three pick. Cleveland could have. Cleveland could have wound up with a top. They three had pick. that Brooklyn pick, and right? that's what I'm saying. Like. The, the, the the value, the suspense, all that stuff that could have played into it. ESPN is a media powerhouse. Um, I don't want to say TV is easy because it's not. But it would have been trouble watching the game today it, on ESPN. It would have I don't know been. If you noticed? It was just awkward. The people that they bring in there, the, the like, just there's just nothing. There is nothing. And then the, the, the reporter that was introducing all the the representatives, it seemed like she lost her spot. And You're then calling out ESPN right now. Yeah, I am. All right. It was just it was just bad. Like, why can't we just just you're gonna um draw the, the lottery balls? I wanna see okay, all right, here's our four digit number. Let's go up to the wall. Okay, I found it. Who's got it? Confirm it over here. Bam. Son's got the number one draft pick. That's the wow, executive this is producer crazy. in you. It's bad. It it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I like of course I'm you know, I I, I watch ratings. And that's what I look at. I would be shocked to see that that the no, but during the, during, that, this, that during the game, Boston and uh, Cleveland, I don't. It wasn't my TV. It can't be. There were a lot of glitches. Uh, does that have to do with ESPN? And yeah, it, I mean it's a production team, yeah, but it, it could be. Lot, there was a lot of glitches. It could be a lot of things. And LeBron I, shot a three pointer, and it was like I fast forwarded where he missed and banked. Like it was like I fast forwarded my controller. Yeah, that I mean that could that could be a number of things, and and it's live TV, so anything can happen. But it right. was just it was it was it was pretty bad. It's, right, it calling was out ESPN, all right? Yeah, fuck you, ESPN. <laughs> that's why that's why they're having problems. They're not putting out a product anybody wants to watch. Anyways, we'll fix ESPN some other day. Hey, let's uh, move on to baseball and the Detroit Tigers because right now, as it stands, early Wednesday morning, at one a.m. The Detroit Tigers are one game out of the mm-hmm. American League Central. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think um, Jim Leland used to say, actually, I think he used to quote Sparky, but he used to say, give your team 40 games to decide what kind of team you're going to be Absolutely. for the baseball season. And that's one quarter of the season. Um, they're not quite at 500. 19 and 22. So they're right there. They're hovering right there. Well, the Central right now is bad. Central's been very bad. Um, the Indians haven't played to their potential. Uh, the the Twins are right there. Everybody else is just kind of the Tigers. I I said have early on that they were going to be fun to watch. Young team, hungry young players. Um, you know who are getting their shot. They're getting their shake finally. Um, and you've got you know some some injuries which are allowing even more. Guys, to have opportunities, I think Ron Gardenhire is doing a fantastic job of keeping the guys fresh, keeping them motivated. They're playing scrappy. They, it is what you see. They they don't give up on games. They're always clawing back. They fight. There's there there there's a lot of fight in these guys. Yeah, they scored five runs in the seventh. To they win were this down, game and they won on a walk, bases loaded walk. I think it was. Yeah. Um. Listen, I agree with you with the, all the young bucks. Uh, I think they're all trying to make a name for themselves, and it's great. I think we got some nice young talent. I love Garden Hire too. I'm with you on that. Um, he just doesn't settle. No, he doesn't settle. Yeah. I don't care if we're done t- uh, down ten, guys. We're fighting. That I do. I love that. But later, we'll probably listen to this podcast and laugh because it's such a long season, man. <laughs> it's such a long season that 
all this right now, yeah, it's great, and and I hope it continu- continues. Obviously, I'm a Tigers fan, so I want them to be a little relevant, and I want to be able to watch them and enjoy it. But we're gonna laugh because it's not gonna happen. In the end, it's gonna be Indi- and it's gonna be Indians. It's gonna be maybe the Twins come close in the in the Central. That's what it will be. They won't lose a hundred games. They won't lose a hundred games. Right. They'll be a little exciting, but. Well, I don't wanna, Not gonna happen, guys. I, look, I mean, it's such a long season, man. I mean, you got you got so many teams right now that are in the bottom, and yeah, you got Dodgers that are in the bottom. And make no mistake, I'm not it's saying it's all gonna change. I'm not saying they're winning the division. I'm not saying they're they're going to the playoffs because I don't I don't see that happening. All I'm saying is, you know, for for a team that is supposed to be rebuilding. They're re- supposed to be and, really bad. And, and Hopefully they're not as bad. I told you, uh, you know, before the season started, there were guys picking them to be a 100-loss team, 99 losses. That That's where the over-under was. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening with this team, and it's not it's not just the talent level because, you know, we you hear all the, the talk about this team is, look, they're not going to be the most talented team that takes the field every night. But they might they're gonna be the hardest working team some nights. They're gonna be the the you know the the scrappier team. And what I'm seeing out of it, it's not just about the talent. Because these are all professional ball players. They all have talent. It's it's how they get motivated to play. It's how, how they get used out there. You've got you've got a, a manager who came out and said, Listen, we're gonna play baseball the right way. Okay? You're not taking any play for granted. You're not taking one at bat for granted. You're not taking one ground ball or one fly ball or any of that stuff. And you see it with these guys. They get down on themselves when they when they make a bad play, uh, and they know that they're going to be held accountable for those things. Those are things that weren't happening before Ron Gardenhire came here. Yeah, no, I, I I love that. I you know I love all that. But you can only be down so many times, and you can only crawl back so many times. Absolutely. And if you're gonna you know hang your hat on we're going to crawl back from six, seven runs every game. That's going to catch up to you. There's 162 games in the season. These young guys, yeah, they're, but they're just going to – they're not going to have it to do it every night. They're not going to – They're it's not. Just, it, it, you, can't, you can't just rely on those things. And it's great, and I love that they're going to be fighting every game. I love that, but like I said, it's a long season. We'll know where they're at, where we thought they would be at, maybe a little bit better than we thought they, where they'd be at, hopefully. Um, but it is what it is, man. It's just, they're not ready yet and it's fine. It's no, okay. And, and that's, and it's okay. But I guess that's my point is for a team that's rebuilding. I, I don't think that rebuild is going to take, I as, like the future. As, as, that rebuild is not going to take as long as people might've yeah. thought, because right. I think what people are seeing is a, they got better returns on their late season moves last year than anybody expected or most people expected. I know a lot of fans were, were kind of down on, on all that stuff and you never know until the guys take the field. But you know the, the prospects that they got back, the, the young guys that are playing are are the real deal. And then they've got other guys in the minors that are are showing a lot of promise. Uh, so they're back to to that part, replenishing the farm system and all of that. All I'm saying is they are fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They are competitive. I've been to a handful of games already this year, and you're not there just taking it in as a rebuilding experience like it is actually fun to be there the energy is still there when people do show up because they're playing and and i almost feel bad for these guys but they're kind of used to it because a lot of them played in the minors and it's not a huge showing in the stands but i kind of feel bad for them because they are playing hard and putting on a show and the fan base isn't isn't quite there yet a lot of that has to do with the weather and all that other stuff um the more troubling part is um, what Miguel Cabrera is going through right now. Um, he's been on the DL. He was expected to be off by now. Mm-hmm. Hasn't done any of the on-field activities to get him back. Uh, and the one thing that stuck out was uh, his comments about coming back and playing hurt. Um, and what he told a reporter was, you know, I didn't feel appreciated for playing hurt, especially last year. He, he mainly pointed to last year. Uh, and saying, I don't feel appreciated for the times that I did play hurt, so now I'm going to take my time and come back when I feel right. Um, As the face of this franchise, as a guy who makes $50,000 per at bat, um, you just lost a fan 
and me. Really? You know, for as long as Miguel Cabrera has been a Detroit Tiger, he's been my Tiger. Um, he couldn't be more wrong about this fan base in Detroit. You and I travel a lot. We go see a lot of stadiums, mainly basketball, but we watch a lot of sports. Uh, we've been in a lot of other towns, baseball towns. Um, there is not a fan base that holds you more accountable um, than the Detroit fan base. New York fans, L.A. fans, they're too greedy. They're too selfish. Detroit fans get behind you. They were behind him when he had his issues with the drinking and his wife, all that stuff. That fan base was behind you for bigger issues than you had on the field. Mm -hmm. They were behind you. They stood behind you. They were there. They're stand you get standing ovations. I mean, the, the, the love this guy got. You're a rock star here. I don't like Yeah. I don't know He can do no wrong. Where, where is he hearing this? Because I'm from here and I read up and I listen and you know, I'm I'm not from anywhere other than Detroit. I'm I like it's not hard for me to hear the bad. I haven't heard or read anything of bashing of Miguel Cabrera. There's there was no reason to. Yeah, he played injured. You res we respected that. We I did. I respected that. I know I did. Sure. Um, we're not New York. Where they're gonna just destroy you, right? You know. Yeah, we're we're pretty rough, tough a little bit, but we never bashed Miguel Cabrera. I don't think we did. I don't know where he's hearing it, and it caught me off guard a little bit. And it shocked me that he's saying this stuff. Um, if you're injured, don't play, man. We understand. Um, but if you're playing and you're injured, I think we'd respect that. And I, well, I here, and I feel like that's all he's gotten. I don't know where he's getting it from. I think that well, he's he's clearly getting it on social media because he pays attention. Uh, he pay, that that's where he's getting it um, because fans are ruthless. Whether you're a whether you're a legitimate fan or a fair weather fan, fans are ruthless because this is what social media has done. Right? You can go behind a computer. You can go child, behind your phone. That's childish. Then and listen, I get it. All right, we're all human, and we all get our feelings hurt. Some people have thicker skin than others. But you're a grown-ass man, all right? You're 35 years old. You've been a professional. You get paid handsomely. You've been a professional ball player for 18 years, okay? This is not the first time you're dealing with scrutiny or criticism or whatever. You and I have sat at, in this studio and talked about how I felt baseball players, I think, are some of the toughest athletes who play, who play professionally. I mean, you've seen it. I think the, the thing a couple of years ago was Ian Kinsler took this – crazy ass hard liner his thumb is blading rub some dirt on like that that's where the saying comes from I, rub I think, some dirt I on it play ball baseball players toughness mostly yeah of course you got to be physically tough in some ways but most of their toughness is mentally sure and he's shown you're, that he's you're gonna hit 15 percent of your baseballs right you got to be mentally tough that most of the time you're gonna fail that's bot that's number one um and then to get involved in the social media where most of the people that are involved in there have no fucking idea what the hell they're saying. They're just trying to get a click right. and trying to say something stupid just to get a click. I, if he's listening to that, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he's way more mature than I thought. Um, yeah, you look at him, he's always like a child out there playing and having fun. Yeah, he's always the but big But I didn't think he was kid. like that mentally, I, you know? I, I think it's weighing on him. Um, I think I don't think he likes being part of this rebuild. Um, I don't think he likes the way the last few seasons have gone. Probably feels like he's missed his opportunity, missed his, his window. Um, but you've got guys who are older than you. Victor Martinez, he's a professional. Fans, yeah, absolutely. They, they, One they, of the most professional they, players called, ever. Listen, Athletes call out fans. It happens, okay? Because that's what they hear. You haven't listen. I write the checks, not personally, but when I buy season tickets, you're getting paid because I'm coming to the games. Yeah. You're getting paid because I watch at home. You're getting paid because I go to the bar watch your baseball games. I'm writing the goddamn checks. All right. So I can hold you to a higher standard or a lower standard, whatever I want. It's I don't have that. I don't have that power over you. Did you, you. listen I to this interview? Was he it was totally a, it serious? Was a, it was a quote. I didn't hear any any okay. audio of this. It was a quote. Because I kind of heard that maybe he was like not totally serious about well, it. Well, no, because it went it was it's it started weird and then it got funny, but then it got serious. It was like 
the reporter could tell the tone was it wasn't the Miguel Cabrera that everybody mm-hmm. is used to, like the fun-loving guy. And and listen, by all means, Miguel Cabrera, you're 35 years old. You can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I want to see him play 100%. This Tigers franchise can't afford to have him play at 80%, not even 90%. He needs, because you know what? He's not going to end his career as a Detroit Tiger. I would rather his and he came out. He he started this year hot. Yeah, he's batting he's over batting 300. Over 322, I think. Yeah, he started this year hot. He's going to end up somewhere else. He is not going to finish his career in Detroit. Um, So, by all means, play when you're only 100% and give me your best baseball because that's that's what you owe the but fans. Who, who's making you play injured? I just think what, what was like, the what was the who was the final say? I don't think it was. I think it was him. He decided to play. Yeah, absolutely. But so, he's saying he wasn't appreciated because he was playing. Listen, you don't get to right, wear a badge right. that says I'm playing at sixty percent today or I'm injured and I'm playing. Fans don't give a shit. If if you're out on the field, if you're out on the court, I expect that you can contribute to this team. And when you don't, fans are going to call you out for it. Nobody makes excuses for you as a professional athlete. You're making millions of dollars. You don't get to play that card. I just didn't see. I didn't you see get, any of that. I didn't you don't feel, get to I didn't play feel that. Feel any of that from our fans towards Miguel Cabrera? I agree. I, I against mean, some other little, guys. If you're looking at social media, and you're looking at the stupid people that are on there, the guys m- on most social of them, media aren't even then, going then, to the games. Then, then uh, I don't know. That's your fucking. That's your fucking problem. You're an idiot. I'm sorry, Miguel Cabrera. You're an idiot. If you're, if that's what it is, but hearing it out loud, reading about it on a newspaper ad, um, where there's real source or real something, or at a game, at a game, that's not going to happen. There, are, I guarantee you, at a game, if you're close enough to Miguel Cabrera, your your jaw's dropping. Exactly. And nobody, nobody going to be calling out Miguel Cabrera. You suck. Nobody. They have the most utmost respect for the guy. I don't get it. I was totally off guard. I don't get it. That's why if you listen to it, maybe, was he so serious? I don't know. By reading it, you kind of interpret it a certain way, like like when you're interpreting a text. Um, you know, that's why texting is kind of fucking bad. I'm going to be honest with you. Because you're reading something the way you want to read it. Yeah, you can't read tone in a text. But, so, you know, but but the, that the reporter is setting the tone for you. Yeah, and then, and yeah, then, but and then you always him. can make the true judgment, you know, but I by think, listening or yeah, seeing. I, but I know. trust, I trust, I trust the source on this, um, just because of the way. The, the, okay, the, I mean, the way yeah, it is. I mean, everybody's leaning and, towards and, that. And maybe, maybe this is his midlife crisis. All right, he's on a team that's not going anywhere. He wants to contribute. You know, he's having a hell of a start to a year. Of course, injuries are frustrating. I get all that. He's been injured. I feel like he's been injured for the past five years. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm frustrated as a fan, but I'm still rooting for the guy. I still want to see the guy. I, I still feel like he's must-watch TV when he's at the plate. I still feel that way. Five years later, five years of injury-riddled baseball, I still feel that way that he is one of the handful of guys in baseball that is still must-watch TV when he's at the plate. So suck it up. And stop being such a goddamn pussy, you and big baby. Up till now, he wasn't, and that's why I'm just caught off guard. Uh, honestly, maybe it is, maybe it is frustrating. Uh, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. Um, also disappointing. Robinson Cano. Yeah. Eighty what game it? suspension, a PED. Some that he got substance. from a from a doctor in Dominican. <laughs> And him not knowing that it was on the list of banned it's all substance. Bullshit. <laughs> After all this shit that happens and you all the testing that happens, yeah, like, come on, don't you have, man. Don't you have people? Don't you have people that can tell you, hey, that's bullshit. Uh, Total. You got bullshit. caught. You got fucking caught. Like Justin Verlander said. I love that, by the way. Yeah. Um, excuses. Here we go. One, two, three. Here, let's hear them. Yeah. Or something like that. Um. It's it's yeah. I mean, what else? What else are they gonna say? You mean the doctor in Venezuela? Dominic or yeah, Dominic wasn't a good guy. <laughs> He's not clean. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You make twenty four million dollars this year. You didn't think for a second that when you get paid that kind of money, when when I would say he's still relatively a face in Major League Baseball. Absolutely. Um, 
a former uh, All Star MVP. Twenty seventeen wasn't he? Twenty seventeen was MVP. Yes. MVP. Mm-hmm. When you're one that, of the greatest second basemen in, in the history of baseball. When you're that caliber it. of that's a player, that's all you need to say. He's a big deal. Two space. You you, <laughs> you don't think for one second when a doctor prescribes you something, you can't you can't expect that that doctor. Uh, is going through the the checks to make sure that you can take no, it. No, he he knew, and that's it. That's it. It's just a bullshit excuse. Is, I'm sorry. It, it, and it, you it, know what? I this one thing I like that baseball is doing. An 80 game suspension is costing him half of his salary. Insane. Good for him. Good for baseball. Get that shit out. Can of I him. have some of that? Of the 12 million? <laughs> Jesus Christ! How much money you can lose after something so stupid? It's dumb. No, um, listen, nobody's. Expect- does it matter though to him that he lost that? Yeah, maybe. Does it hurt him? It's gonna tarnish his. Uh, he's got a little scar now. Was it worth it? It's got a little it's scar. Th- his, his baseball card's got a little bent at the top corner. <laughs> because what, you, what? It's not mint. Naturally, fans have to wonder now. Um, how long has he been doing this? Has yeah, he done it before and just yeah, didn't get yeah, caught? Of course, they, like that, of course that, he's done it before. That, that cloud of controversy now. Now you have to wonder. Well, what is his legacy? Going forward, and it's just not a good look. And he's going to have to sit there. It'd be and he's, funny if they caught Justin Verlander. He's going to <laughs> <He's gonna> be asking himself, <laughs> "Was it worth a phenomenal it? year again?" Again, and and he's getting better with age. He's like he's like fine wine, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it's just been a a great hour of podcasting with you. We have one more thing to discuss. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> you remembered? How do you always remember my birthday? <laughs> Happens on the same day every yeah, year. Yeah, you can never forget that one. Um, forget everybody else. <laughs> ESPN and Netflix put out some news today um, that had a lot of people talking, specifically Michael Jordan fans. So the documentary is going to be a a ten hour documentary, and it's going to focus on the last run of, uh, MJ had with the Bulls. Um, it's called The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. It'll be out next year. Uh, and it'd be perfect because it's going to be a binge watching opportunity. I will mm. probably clear my appointments for a day, for sure, <laughs> and just watch TV for ten straight hours. Yeah. Um, here's why I'm really excited about this. First of all, I'll watch anything MJ um, because you know how I feel about his standing and and as the greatest of all time. Why I'm really excited about this and the timing of this is because yeah. never before has the Jordan LeBron the, the debate. Timing is perfect. It is. It is absolutely Actually, perfect. It, I, w- I wish it would happen sooner. <laughs> well, but, you know. Maybe nat- by 2019, when LeBron doesn't win again, <laughs> it could fade a little bit. Well, this is going to be a debate. I mean, we've already established this is going to be a debate that goes on for a long time. Uh, why I'm really excited about this, and I was I was tweeting with somebody the other night. Um, you know, LeBron super fans, and you'd have to say most of them are millennials who didn't watch Jordan, um, especially guys in, like, a twenty-year-old Michael Jordan hasn't played basketball in twenty years. Yeah, so they Those have are no, the ones on social media, and they have no idea. Um, but I've had the luxury of watching Michael play. I've had the luxury of watching LeBron play. I've watched both of these guys very closely, very intently. Um, and you know, basketball is my number one. Why I love it is because I feel like it will it will remind people. I think people, some people who are on the fence have forgotten. Um, and I think it may open the eyes of some younger fans who are like, damn, because this is going to be the, the last run, his last championship, that signature season where he ends by stripping Carl Malone and then the shot that should have been the last shot of his career. That's where his career ended for me anyways. Yes. But you know what I'm saying? Like that, like the timing of it and when it, you know, what, what it's going to focus on. And they're talking about 500 hours of never before seen yeah, that, that's, oh video all about Michael. Like how, how, how we did not see any of this is going to be, right. That's what gets you excited to see all that behind the scenes stuff. But yes, like you said, it's going to remind everyone, the ones that had watched Jordan and had forgotten like Johnny, it's going to remind them people. And then it's going to just explain and and totally just the ones that never seen Michael Jordan and you I mean you'll you'll see it all in this 10-hour thing. You'll see why, you'll see what he did. You'll see all the the just you know that behind the scenes stuff that was what what defied him. Right. 
you know, and you'll see, I guarantee you'll see how all his teammates were so close, so tight, and I, I just, I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. It's going to explain a lot. It's going to explain a lot for those that didn't watch Michael. It's going to explain a lot and refresh those that did and forgotten. That's what I have to say about it. Well, and, I, and what I like about it uh, most is, like, we've seen all the stuff about, you know, the early career and then the, the first few championships. And this part is just, to me, it's the equivalent of, of kind of where LeBron is right now at the end of his dominance. Like, that was the end of, of Jordan's dominance. He, he retired on top. He left in 98. After winning, you know, his second three peat, like this is what it, what it's focused on. And you see, he wasn't the same player he was in the first three peat. You know, he wasn't the high flying, all that stuff. And you saw how he had changed his game and 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 had a different impact on the game. Um, I just think this this debate right now is driven by social media because LeBron James has a highlight play, and it's online in less than a minute. It's already turned online and gets retweeted tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of times, and you're seeing it in 4K HD video. Whereas Jordan highlights you're on YouTube, it's grainy. It's mm-hmm. you know, it looks like it's coming from a VHS tape, and yeah. it, it's four by three. It's not as sexy. It's not as pretty. It's like you know, you feel like you're you gotta yeah. rub yeah. your eyes to make sure you know who the hell you're watching. Yeah. Um. So not not that this is gonna be. They can't change the video when it was changed then, but right. it's it's that's what I think is fueling this this debate that is starting to lean towards LeBron's favor because it is the social media era and it's hard to compete with that because it gets thrown in your face so goddamn much. You'll see and what I think separates them is what you'll see in this video, I'm sure they'll show it because we've all seen it before, where at the end to win a sixth, he plays the defense that he needed to play to get the ball. Yeah. And then he hit the shot to win it all. It's just right? Iconic. So that's that's the defying that's that's Michael Jordan for you. Both ends of the court. And that's what separates Michael Jordan from LeBron James. You can put any stat you want in there, all his numbers in there. I don't give a shit about all those numbers. When you win a defensive player of the year award and an MVP in the same season, it's a wrap. I mean, it's a wrap. You're playing both ends of the court. You're MVP on both sides. That's it. Yeah. You're done. So, And that's what you're going to see in in 98 of what he did to win an NBA Finals in a Game 6 road game, stripping the Hall of Famer, coming down to court, and hitting the last second shot or last couple seconds of the game clock yeah. to seal it. And that's all you need to know. You just keep watching that. And that's that's in a nutshell for you of what his career was about. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I'm mad that I got to wait till 2019. Yeah. It's like Infinity War way all over again. <laughs> so annoyed by it. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just I, I can't wait to see it because I think it's you know Netflix has been doing amazing productions. Um, their stuff is is incredible. Better than ESPN. Yeah, I mean ESPN's involved with this one, so oh, okay. we'll see. But again, it's not a it's not a live production. <laughs> I don't know any about that stuff. So. <laughs> it's, it's not a live production, so it'll it'll probably be better. Right. And I just can't wait. Any final thoughts, Mark? No, that's it. It's two in the morning, and my eyes are still burning, so <laughs> I gotta get out of here. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, make sure you give us a rating uh, and a subscription on iTunes. It's free, obviously. Give us a rating. Uh, Give us a review and let other people know you like the show. And we'll love you forever. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.